I'm Dan Dews. And I'm Meredith Kelly. The hosts of Little Listener's Lounge. Be prepared to listen and learn about the magic of kids' podcasts. We talk to hosts, creators, producers, and writers and peek behind the scenes of their work. We've had some amazing guests. The deputy director of NASA. Everybody pretending to run away from a T-Rex. Is this what jellyfish are made out of? I see Lincoln's underpants. Join us to learn something new about some of your favorite podcasts. Subscribe to Little Listener's Lounge wherever you get your podcasts. The Golden Goose. There was once a man who had three sons. The youngest of them was called Dullhead, and he was sneered and jeered at and snubbed at every possible opportunity. One day it happened that the eldest son wanted to go into the forest to cut wood. And before he set off, his mother gave him a delicious cake and a bottle of wine in case he got hungry or thirsty. When he reached the forest, he met a little old grey man. Good morning, said the man. Oh, I'm so hungry and thirsty. Please give me some of your cake and wine. But this clever son replied. I couldn't do such a thing. I did you my cake and wine. I haven't none yet for myself. No, I'm sorry. Go away. And he left the little man standing there and went further into the forest. There he began to cut down a tree. However, while cutting, he swung so clumsily with his axe that he cut his arm badly. He wailed in pain and set off for home to have it bound up. Then, the second son went into the forest, and his mother gave him another cake and a bottle of wine, as she had to his older brother. He too met the little old grain man, who begged him, Can I just have one morsel of cake and a sip of your wine? But the second son replied, Whatever I give to you, old man, means less for me. Just go away. The second son headed further into the forest, and just like the first son, began to chop a tree. Not surprisingly, after a few heavy blows with his axe, he swung a bit too wildly and cut his leg so badly that he had to limp home at once. So then, Dullhead, the youngest child, said, Let me go out and cut wood. But his father answered, Both your brothers have injured themselves. You'd better leave it alone. You know nothing about woodcutting. But Dullhead begged so hard to be allowed to go that at last his father said, Ah, very well then, go. Perhaps when you have hurt yourself, you will learn your lesson. His mother only gave him a very plain cake made with water and baked in the cinders and a bottle of sour beer. When he got to the forest, who did he meet? None other than the little grey old man who greeted him and said, Please, young man, give me a piece of your cake. Let me drink from your bottle. I'm so hungry and so very thirsty. Dullhead replied, I've only got a single cake and some sour beer, but if you care to have that, let's sit down and eat. So they sat down, and when Dullhead brought out his cake, 
he found it had turned into a fine, rich cake and the sour beer had turned into excellent wine. Then they ate and drank and when they had finished, the little man said, Now I will bring you luck. Could you have a kind heart? And are willing to share what you have with others? There stands an old tree. Cut it down and amongst its roots, you'll find something. With that, the little man gave a little bow and walked away into the forest. Dalhead went to the tree at once. It looked like an ordinary pine. Oh well. He said, It's worth a try. So he began chopping. He chopped and sweated and grunted, and at last the tree fell. He heard a loud honking sound coming from among the roots of the tree. He clambered forward to have a look, and there, stretching its wings, he found a goose. But not just any goose. The feathers of this fowl were all pure gold. He lifted it out. It didn't seem particularly bothered, which was rather surprising, because geese tend to be quite irritable creatures. It just honked happily as Dalhead carried it off and took it with him to an inn where he planned to spend the night. Now the innkeeper had three daughters, and when they saw the goose, they were filled with curiosity as to what this wonderful bird could be, and each longed to have one of its golden feathers. The eldest thought to herself, Soon I'll have a chance to pull out one of its feathers. And the first time Dullhead happened to leave the room, she caught hold of the goose by its wing. But lo and behold, her fingers seemed to stick fast to the goose and she could not take her hand away. Soon after, the second daughter came in and she too thought to pluck a golden feather. She tried to bustle past her sister and had hardly touched her when she became stuck fast as well. At last, the third sister came with the same intentions but the other two cried out, Keep away! For heaven's sake, keep away! The younger sister could not imagine why she was to keep off and thought to herself, If they are both there, why should I not be there too? So she went to them, but no sooner had she touched the second sister when she also became stuck to her. The third sister was stuck to the second sister who was stuck to the first sister who was stuck to the goose which honked happily. So all three sisters had to spend the night with the goose. The next morning, Dullhead tucked the goose under his arm and went off, without the slightest worry about the three girls who were hanging onto it. They just had to run after him as best as they could. In the middle of a field, they met the parson when he saw this procession, he cried, What aim, you bold girls? What do you mean by running after a young fellow through the fields like that? Do you call that proper behaviour? 
and with that he caught the youngest girl by the hand to try and draw her away. But as soon as he touched her, he also became stuck and had to run along with the rest of them. Not long after, the clerk came that way and he was very surprised to see the parson following the footsteps of three girls. Why? Where is your reverence going so fast? He cried. Don't forget, there's to be a christening today. And he ran after him, caught him by the sleeve and also became stuck. As the five of them trotted along in this fashion, one after the other, two farmers were coming from their work with their spades. The parson saw them and called out, Please, we need help, we need help! But no sooner did they touch the clerk that they stuck on two. And so there were seven of them, running after Dullhead and his goose. The two farmers, the clerk, the parson and the three sisters. After a time, they all came to a town where a king reigned, whose daughter was so serious and solemn that no one could ever manage to make her laugh. She had no interest in knights and princes. For her, only one thing mattered. Whoever who can make me laugh will be my husband. When Dullhead heard this, he marched before the princess with his goose and all the seven people dragging behind it. As soon as she saw these people, continually running after each other, she burst out laughing and could not stop herself. <laughs> At last, she cried, the perfect husband. But the king, who did not fancy Dullhead as a son-in-law, made all sorts of objections and told him, Hold your horses, laddie. Before you can marry my daughter, you must first find a man who can drink up a whole cellarful of wine. Dullhead thought for a moment and then remembered the little grey man, who could, he felt sure, help him. So he went off to the forest and on the very spot where he had cut down the tree, he saw the man sitting with a most dismal expression on his face. Dullhead asked him what was wrong, and the man answered, I'm suffering from a dreadful thirst. Cold water doesn't suit me at all. I've emptied a whole barrel of wine, but even that's not enough. I think I can help you, said Dullhead. Come with me, and you shall drink to your heart's content. So he took him to the king's cellar. The man sat down before the huge casks of wine and drank and drank until he drank up the whole contents of the cellar before the end of the day. Then the princess asked once more for Dullhead to be her husband, but the king felt vexed at the idea of a stupid fellow whom people called Dullhead marrying his daughter. So he began to make new challenges. Find a man who can eat a mountain of bread and then my daughter will consider your marriage. Dullhead did not wait to consider long, but went straight off to the forest. 
And there, on the same spot, sat the man who again had a very sad expression on his face. I've eaten up a whole oven full of loaves of bread. He said, But what's the good of that to anyone who's as hungry as I am? I declare my stomach feels quite empty. I'm draw my belt tight, and if not to die of starvation. Dullhead was delighted and said, Get up and come with me. You shall have plenty to eat. Now the king had given orders to have all the flour in his kingdom brought together and to have a huge mountain-sized loaf of bread baked from it. After the mammoth meal had been dragged into the courtyard, the little grey man stood before it and began to eat and eat and eat and in one day it had all vanished. The king felt he could no longer refuse his daughter's request that Dullhead should be her husband. So they celebrated the wedding with great rejoicing. The little old grey man was the guest of honour. Dullhead was a never-ending source of entertainment for his wife. Their lives were filled with happiness and laughter from that day on. Hi guys, so I'm here in the BKFK studio with one of the central characters from the Golden Goose story, the little old grey man. Hello little old grey man, is it okay if I call you that? Rodney. Excuse me? I'd rather you call me by my name, Rodney. Okay, well, great, Rodney then. Rodney, I can't help noticing that you're not so little anymore. What happened? Well, when's the last time you ate a mountain of bread? Or drank Stella full of wine. To be perfectly honest, I haven't quite recovered yet. I've been running to the bathroom every ten minutes for weeks now. Wow, that must be very uncomfortable. To stay there least. And I can say without a doubt that I'm the heaviest person in the world. I mean, just finding a chair strong enough to carry me, like this one. Oops, see what I mean? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll fetch you another. Don't bother. I'm used to it by now. I'm just sitting on the floor. As I was saying, it's been very challenging indeed. I've had to have new clothes made. But fortunately, the valiant tailor is a good friend of mine. Oh, yes. From Seven in One Blow. Yes, that's the one. Friendly fellow, but rather full of himself. Anyway, I've been working out in the king's gym and I'm slowly slimming down a bit. I'll soon be back to my old grey little self. If you have any parts for me in the next BKFK story, I'm up for it. Great, and may I suggest you cut back on the cake and wine? <laughs> I never want to hear those words ever again. Well, Rodney, it's been a pleasure having you in the studio. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Oh, I'm sorry about the chair. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. It is one of the best ways to support BKFK Storytime.